we have a joint service, so we'll hear the word of God in other languages. I hope one day I'll bring my God Bible, so I can also deliver <laughs> on that. So, First Peter 4, verses 8 to 11. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As which one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Nani titu ino, mwongfa odo a emuye din no do muhu, efrise, odo katabo nipi iso, mwongjoje muhu ahwa huwa a huhu huhu nim, sadi ya mwongi na nyina adum achadienu. Mwongfa adum ahwa duwa nuhu, efie fia fupa, se obika asam a, manunka no se, onyankuponsem, se obisum a, Manen sum se efri ahwade a onyankoponde manumu. Na wanam yesu kristo so ashe onyankopon enu onyam. Adenye nemu. Onu arani onu na enu onyam ni tumi no wane dada. Onu na enu onyam ni tumi no e wane dada. Amen. Wakafu mauda. Miyako akbanu kwaklacho petrofak balama. Petrofak balagbanto atane. Chopiki enyiva serawi de kelia. Petrobanto atane. Chopiki enyi vaserawi de ke. Minamyasa maufanya. Nyala. Kave vietola. Micho lolo lo mianyo vevie. Alabana lolo chyo. Alabana lolo chio nuvo pa agboso soji. Milo, milo amadro wawona mianyo. Eye livilivi nagano ama o. Misupo mianyo le alesi amasi amako amanuvava nunanalanu. Abama ufa amanuvava bubufo mavigada ufa kwanuvinyo ana. Na amada le nyagblomla. Nagla aba maunya ana na amara la subosubomla nacho unsa nacho na amara la subosubomla nacho unsa katasi mau choke la subo bana wakafu maula nuokata mato yesu kristo ji amasi tolanya nuti kokwe plansa cho mavoma ida mavoma amasi tolanya nuti kokwe 
Amen. That was a scripture reading. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of There is redemption in the name of You know, the Bible says that demons tremble at that name. Troubles fade at that name. Sorrow is removed at that name. That name is Jesus. We were just singing about the redemption, the redeemer. There is redemption in that name. And our God is good all the time. I want to thank Reverend Fred Degbe very much for giving me the opportunity to share with you this uh, morning. So this morning, I'd like us to talk about the Redeemer, this Redeemer that we sang about. The Redeemer who has called us for his ultimate service. And we read in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 to 11. I want us to walk through the passage that we just read and see what Peter was trying to tell us. When we look at when Peter actually wrote this particular part of scripture, he was writing to the second century Christians. And they were going through a very, very difficult time. This happened around 68 AD. That is 68 years after the death of Christ. And the church was under extreme persecution. And historians tell us, one historian called Tacitus tells us that this was under the reign of Nero, Emperor Nero. So Nero happened to be one of the last emperors, the Caesar emperors. Just about five years into his reign, he had his mother killed. And then he went after the Christians. And the reason was because there was a big fire in Rome. And the historians tell us that he actually had started the fire because he wanted to clear a piece of land for a big palace. The fire went out of control. And he burnt about 
two thirds of Rome. And then he started blaming the Christians that the Christians caused the fire. Because he said the Christians wouldn't help to put water on the fire. Because the Christians were waiting for Christ to come, so it was the judgment. So he put them in jail and he had some of them killed live. Now, the picture, one of the pictures that I show here, this is the Colosseum. In, in Rome. And in this Colosseum, they would bring Christians and put them in and have lions eat them life and the people would be clapping. It is within this context that Peter had written to the church. And calling them to a service of love. And so when we read in First Peter chapter 4 what we just read Peter was saying that I'm calling you to a higher calling. Even if Nero is going to kill you your father in heaven is not going to let that happen to you. And you are going to live. And because of that, we can strive ahead every day. So, what Peter was saying here, that each of us are redeemed. And we can talk about the Redeemer. And the words that Peter used to describe Redeemer, he used three different words. And these three words are used in different parts of the New Testament also. You would find all the references at the back of the bulletin in the sermon notes. So we won't read all the verses. One of the words that was used is called agorazo. And agorazo in the Greek, all it means is that you've been purchased from the market. So imagine you go to Makola Market. Now I could talk go to your friend saying, Aponche. So imagine you go to Makola Market. Now I could talk goat. Now the goat Niko Fie. That goat belongs to you. The goat can't go back to the market. The goat can't go back to its owner. Because you have paid for the goat. That is being purchased from the market. So legally, it belongs to you. The other word is Ezajirago. Ezajirado in the Greek means that you have purchased and taken home and now you are taking care of it. And so when you go to the market, 
If you bring the goat to the house, you care for it, right? I'm willing to be a goat, I'm willing to be a sheep. So when God brings me and has bought me and purchased me with his blood and has purchased me and taken me home I should have no interest in going back to the market. I have no interest in finding my way and getting on trot to go back to Mokola. Where he has brought me is where I belong. The third word that is used is called lutro. And lutro simply means that you've been released. You've been taken from prison. You've been freed. So in the word redemption, we've been bought from the market we've been taken home and we have been free we've been freed from the bondage of sin we've been freed from the bondage of sickness we've been free from the bondage of troubles for his ultimate service so in the first Peter Peter talks about this service and in chapter 1 and chapter 2 of the same book Peter talks about this service that we have been called to we have been redeemed for a purpose what is this service that he has called us to why did he redeem us? Why did he go through the trouble of coming to die on the cross for us? We are going to celebrate communion today. And in communion, we are talking about the redemption of Christ, the price that is paid for us. If you are here this morning, and you don't know of this redemptive power of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you. Yes, you don't. He came to die for you. Now, Maybe somebody invited you to come to this service today. Sorry. And you are still thinking about this Jesus Christ. Think no further. Today is the day of salvation for you. To believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So what is this service that we are called to? We'll talk about three aspects of it. The first one, we'll find it where Peter talks about we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. Each of us, when we are redeemed, we are called into the priesthood of the believer. So that Pastor Degbe 
It's not the only priest among us. But all of us are called into the priesthood of the believer. So that you and I can present sacrifices to our Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that we present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable before God. So when we are redeemed and we are brought home we are to sacrifice our lives as priests make sacrifices before the Lord. In the Old Testament, the priests were the only ones who made the sacrifices. But when all of us are redeemed, we all then sacrifice in the priesthood of the believer. We also sacrifice with the sacrifices of our praise. So when we sing, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. So we bring the sacrifice of worship. We bring the sacrifice of praise. And this morning when we were worshiping, we were all just bringing our sacrifices to the Lord. The second thing in the priesthood is that we intercede for each other. We intercede for the brethren. We intercede for within the small groups. We intercede during the cell group meetings. And when there's an announcement that a sister has a trouble or a brother has, we intercede for them. And when we hear it, we go on WhatsApp and we pray for the brother and the sister and we tell them we are praying with you, sister. We intercede because we we are priests because each of us have been called to this ministry of intercession. And then, thirdly, each of us are called to bear witness as priests. You and I are called together into this priesthood so that we can minister to each other. And when, when you are in the trotro and somebody comes to sit next to you, 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 you mention, uh, how is the day today? It is saying, and then one thing will lead to the other before you said you tell them you know Nyankupong is the one who takes care of you I came here this morning with an Uber before we got here I was talking to the Uber driver about Christ he said his father is a Muslim his mother is a Catholic and I said your father loves you 
your mother loves you but when it's all said and done on the judgment day you will stand before God alone so Christ is the only one I couldn't help it but to tell the Uber driver about Christ I may not see this man again but I left him with Jesus Christ when we look at the text that we just read, one of my pastors in the United States, he'll say, so what? You've told me about Peter. You've told me about the history. You've told me that redemption means this. You've told me about, so what? and the reason why this is important is because there are three reasons I'm going to give you and the first one is because we have been redeemed by the one who cares very deeply about us he cares so deeply about us that he himself provides the lamp that we need for the sacrifice that we have to give if you remember the story of Abraham and Isaac when they were going to Mount Moriah Isaac said father we have the firewood we have everything we, we have the altar father where is the lamp that we are going to use Abraham looked at the son and said God himself will provide a lamb for himself. God himself will provide a lamb for himself. We serve and they name the place Jehovah Jireh. A God who provides. So children among us today we are serving a God who cares very deeply about you. Yes. And it is that God who every single day gives your mom and dad the money to take care of you. And it's that God who will provide every day as you grow. And so when your friends are telling you there is no God or when your friends are laughing at you at school, just tell them that there is God just tell them that there is God and oh by the way you can tell them one thing too you can tell them that if they say there is no God how did they know because you see, for somebody to say there's no God, meaning they have searched around the whole world. Though. They have looked everywhere and couldn't find him. And they are definite that there is no God. Which means they have all knowledge. And if they have all knowledge, then it means they are God. So they are defeating the very thing they are saying that there's no God. Though. Amen. 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 And for us adults, when the doctor's report is not good, 
when the financial burdens don't let up when you are trying to solve that relationship with your brother or your sister or your aunt and it's not working when we lose loved ones our God cares our God sees our God loves you and he knows you by name he sees every tear he sees all your concerns he knows every single hair that we have all for those of us who don't have hair see I'm wearing my wig so those, those who don't have hair, God still loves you. And he knows everything about you. He sees every tear. I didn't say so. No, I, I, no, I was willing. Okay. God cares. God loves us. Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. I can tell you so many stories of how God has taken care of me. The miraculous ways with which God provides daily. I remember one fine day, and I'll tell you this as I, I'm trying to watch the clock at the same time. Um, so we had our second baby in, in, um, in Massachusetts, somewhere, one of the towns in, in, uh, in Massachusetts. And I was a graduate student by then. I had no money. Now my brokey. So we have one child already, and then we had the second one. I was waiting for my paycheck to come. At the end of the month, I was waiting for it. We were running out of Similac. 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 Serilac. For babies. Not Similac. Serilac. Or as a friend saying. Okay. I was in the office. My wife patience calls me. She's almost in tears. I said, what is the problem? She said, I can't believe what just happened. I said, tell me. I said, the post office man. I said, post office The post office man brought a, a, a pack of 12 similar. Hallelujah. When I talk about this, I feel like breaking up in tears. We hadn't told the postman anything. He doesn't know us. He just come and delivers the mail. So how did this how did the postman, where did he get the similac from? And who told him to bring it to this house address? If it's not God. If it's not the God of miracles. If it's not the God of healing. If it's not Jehovah Jireh. The one who is going to solve the problem that you have. And this morning, whatever the problem it is that you have. Believe in that Jesus. Believe that. And he'll do it. Second, so what? 
is we are called as priests to magnify the Lord always. What does it mean to magnify the Lord? What does it mean to glorify the Lord? When you have a magnifier, you know a, a magnifier, and you magnify something, what happens? And Sister Joanna, what happens? Okay, she said, if you magnify something, very good. What else? Anybody else? When you magnify something, what happens? It gets so it gets bigger, right? And it gets it gets clearer, right? And it gets closer, right? I try to do that with my uh, with my iPhone. I try to magnify on something. I don't know whether we can get on that slide. Is it the next slide? Maybe it didn't. Uh, no, maybe that slide didn't make sure. Um, it's not clear on this, and that's okay. But imagine you take a, a magnifier and you look at you look at a passage. So, so when Psalm when Psalm thirty four tells us, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me," realize that this when you magnify God, He gets bigger. He gets bigger than our problems. He gets bigger than the troubles we have. And then he gets closer. When you magnify him, he gets closer. And when you magnify him, you see him clearer. You see his holiness. You see his beauty. You see how he cares for you. And when we magnify, so when we're magnifying the Lord this morning, he was, we're, getting, we're making him bigger than our troubles. We're making him so that we can see him him clearly. And that is what we have to do daily. That is what we have to do daily in our morning devotion. We magnify, we magnify him so that he draws close and we are closer to him. And finally, so what? We are called into this priesthood and we are redeemed so that we will win this amazing race that we are running. Hebrews 12, 1-2 to 2. Tells us that wherefore, seeing we are running this race and we are compassed with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us run this race with perseverance. So when he buys us from the market and brings us home, and encouraging us that despite the persecutions we can make it and that the Holy Spirit that he's left in us is empowering us to do it we can win this race we can win this race because of Christ who lives in us and Paul described this as a marathon. I don't, I don't know if there are any runners here. Are there, are there runners among us here? So, 
marathon is not like a sprint. You, marathon is 26 miles. It is from a hat to a buri. So in the United States, there, there is this, um, we have the Boston Marathon. It's an international marathon. Over the past 20 years, I'll say most of the time it's won by Africans from Kenya and uh, East Africa and Ethiopia. They are the ones who come and win this race. When they are running this marathon, they get to a, a town called Newton, Massachusetts. There's a hill there, it's called Heartbreak Hill. So you've run for, and Heartbreak Hill is at the 20th mark. So the 20 out of 26, when you get there, you can imagine you are so tired. You want to give up. You are thirsty. The end is six miles away. But you want to persevere. It's like if you, you like you are from a brewery and you are coming to Calvary at Adabraka. And then you get to East Legon. And then you see sir, from East Legon to Adabraka is about six miles. Now what bread? And at that heartbreak hill, you want to persist. You want to keep going. And so, when things get tough, and we feel like we want to give up, and we get to that heartbreak hill, know that God is with you. Know that God is running this race with you. And the cloud of witnesses. It's not only Abraham and Moses and the saints on high. But we together are the cloud of witnesses. So first Peter is saying, encourage each other in love. For love covers a multitude of sin. Support each other in the small groups. If you are in the choir, support each other. Men's fellowship. Women fellowship. Encourage each other in it. That forms the cloud of witnesses. And then our pastors are part of this cloud. The deacons are part of it. Osofomami is part of it. Deaconesses are part of it. All of us together, we have to cheer each other on. And the same with the young children. You have to support each other. You have to find a friend who also loves the Bible. 
and you have to pray together with them steady with them steady the English and the mathematics with them and the chemistry too and encourage each other because we are going to win this amazing race but you can only win this race when you have Jesus in you you can only win this race when you have Jesus with you because this Jesus that we serve he's absolutely bigger than anything he's better than anything he's lovelier than anything and it's this Jesus that we are preaching to you this morning and it's he who has made you an overcomer and it is he who has called us into this ultimate service of bringing a life sacrifice to him of interceding for each other and of worshipping him all the time for it is he alone who deserves all the praise and it is he alone that we have to magnify so that he will get bigger and better and bigger do you know this Jesus? shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we love you so much. You are awesome. You are magnificent. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for encouraging our hearts and lifting our spirits up. Father, we ask, Lord, that if there is any one he fellowshipping with us this morning who doesn't know you that you will speak to their heart that you will soften their heart that you would want them to want to have this Jesus who would buy them from the market and take them home and care for them and love them and enable them to be victorious And have a victorious Christian living each day. That our lives will bring glory to you. That our lives will bring honor to you. That our lives will bring praise to you. That will reflect your holiness. Every single day. And we'll be very careful to give you all the praise. And all the glory. For we pray in that awesome name. The name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.